All right, so what did I just hear? Michelle Richards is in for Vince today. So you're trying to figure out <laughs> you're trying to figure out bir- or a Christmas presents, and mm-hmm. your kid asked for ten free swears. A swear word pass. Mm-hmm. Which would be free. So do you think right? she like, that would have be to free. pay for I, it? That sounds fantastic. <laughs> so I mean, like all the like the real ones, the big ones, like the F word. I know and- she knows them. She's 10. Yes, she absolutely knows So she them. would just, do you think she'd drop them all at once? Like at the dinner table? <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. And a good morning to you. Vince is headed to New York for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade tomorrow. Michelle Richards in studio. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Debbie Lazga is back. So, Debbie, you're traveling, like, against the grain. Yes. Everyone else is flying out. You're flying in. How'd it go? Not bad. I was really kind of pleasantly surprised as far as the the flights are concerned. No delays. Everything pretty much went without, without a hitch. Was the weather... Uh, you rolled in late last night. How was the weather when you came in? Uh, it was a bumpy ride coming in, and it was wet, but, uh, yeah... It was it was wet when we got to to Orlando, pouring buckets, and then it was wet coming back home. So go figure. So it looks like around here today might be a little messy, but otherwise around here we should be okay as far as the next few days when it comes to traveling to grandma's house or Let's what. Let's hope so, man. Yeah, but to the east, oof, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of diciness to the east. So we'll we'll continue to follow the uh, the radar here the next few days. Well, welcome back, Debbie. Good to Thank have you, you back. 613, lots to get to today, lots happening across the area. We'll get to sports. We'll do it in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The good vibes in Milwaukee keep on rolling as Giannis scores 42, and the Bucks go on to win their fifth consecutive game, this one by a final score of 142 to 129 over the Washington Wizards. Very active these last eight games. Giannis now, a little hesitation. He'll take it inside, and there's no stopping that freight train. That 34 train right at you as Giannis flushes it through with a big swooping jam. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as Giannis led the charge for the Bucks, having himself quite the night. I said it already, dropped 42 points. He snagged 13 boards and also was two assists shy of a triple-double. Unstoppable. I mean, he, he literally is uh, unstoppable. And, you know, you uh, couple him with other special talent that we have, it really, uh, you know, frees him up to do what he does best. You're going to have to send multiple bodies at him, and then that's going to leave, some, you know, some really good shooters open. So, man, he was in his rhythm tonight. Just, uh, you know, well, <laughs> he's unstoppable. Yeah, he can't stop him. Chris Middleton also added 18 points. It was a special night for cash money, passing Cindy Moncrief for fourth place on the Bucks' all-time scoring list. Next up for Milwaukee is a primetime showdown in Boston on Wednesday night. Over to the NFL, where a rematch of Super Bowl 57 did not disappoint on Monday night as the Philadelphia Eagles soared past the Kansas City Chiefs in a thrilling game winning by a final score of 21 to 17. Hurst takes the snap. It's a quarterback keeper. He runs up the middle. He scores. He scores. The call on WIP has Hurst. Yes, he scores there. Did you see who dropped the game winning touchdown? I sure did. For the Chiefs. And I wasn't shocked one bit. Marquez Valdez Scantling. A little smirk last night while I was watching that. Wide open. In both hands. Here's how it sounded. Bang! <laughs> 
<laughs> as it bounced boom, off his boom, hands. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes tried taking the heat for him after the game, which I, was good. I thought that was pretty classy. Actually. It was classy. Credit to Pat. I mean, that's what good leadership is. Yeah. But catch the ball. We saw it in Green Bay. <laughs> it, it never fails. Over to college hoops throughout the state, the number four ranked Marquette Golden Eagles surviving a late finish as Sean Jones knocks down a three pointer with 38 seconds left to give the Marquette Golden Eagles the 71 to 69 win over UCLA. To Sean Jones, 40 seconds left. Sean Jones open three. Good. Oh, he hit dude, it. That's, that's big he there. Hit it. Huge. Sean Jones, Jones. Talk about stepping up in a big moment. Homer and Tony Smith with the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Next up for the Golden Eagles is a matchup with Kansas tonight in the semifinal for the Maui Invitational. The tip-off is set for 9.30. Coverage will get started at 9 over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Stephen Crowell add 15 points and 10 rebounds as the Wisconsin Badgers knocked off number 24-ranked Virginia in the Fort Myers tip-off on Monday night to win by a final score of 65-41. to Crowell isolated. Crowell left hand. Yes. Got a Baker's dozen. Yeah, got to keep feeding the big man down there. The call there on FS1. Up next for the Badgers is a matchup with SMU on Wednesday night. And lastly, can't all be good, Eric. The UWM Panthers fell to Stenson on Monday night ah. by a final of 85-67 to 67 with the loss. The Panthers falling to 2-3. and three. To begin their season, but it was a good day. The the Bucks won, the Badgers won, Marquette with a Some late big finish. Wins. And now Marquette plays Kansas. You said, yeah, to, uh, tonight Tur- a quick turnaround. Here we Less go. Less than twenty four hours for for Marquette, but that is must see TV tonight. Here we go. Thank you, Brennan. Six eighteen. Two years since this. That story next. Vince is uh, on his way to New York. Hopefully, he makes it there. The weather's a little choppy. Uh, on the East Coast, of course, the big uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade is tomorrow. This kid is marching in the parade, which is kind of neat. Thursday. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. Thursday. But they, do have, they do have a thing on Wednesday night, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to see them on the, uh, the network tomorrow night. Um, so two years ago today was uh, the, the tragedy and the attack, if you will, in Waukesha. The Christmas parade was taking place. And uh, we all know what happened there. Uh, six people killed, 60 others injured um, when Daryl Brooks drove his uh, SUV through there. And this affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And uh, today's a special day because they're going to dedicate the memorial. More on that in a second. But first, uh, one of our teammates here at WTMJ, Sam Butson, she is the producer of Wisconsin's Afternoon News. She was there when this happened and she saw it all happen. And one of the things she told me yesterday was how remarkable it was that throughout the chaos, how quickly people turned to burn and, and went to help. You saw people trying to help as much as they could, whether it was keeping an injured person warm with their coat as a blanket or just kind of talking them through until paramedics came and police came to help. It was chaotic, but very impressive to see how willing people were to help in a time of just terror you know what it reminded me of after the after the fact um because i don't know about you michelle but this one hit me profoundly i think just because i've been in those parades my kids have been in those parades i've seen those parades my kids play the blazers the walkshop blazer baseball team in baseball every year so like it really impacted me and i know i'm not the only one um, but what I found so remarkable, it reminded me of Oak Creek after the Sikh Temple shooting, is how quickly the city said, no, we're not going to be defined by this. We're going to grow from this. We're going to come together from this. And Sam mentioned that, too. There wasn't 
a street you could walk down without a blue light or a Waukesha Strong, a Waukesha Strong sign hanging in the window. Uh, all of the businesses had links to donating to the families impacted. Fundraising was huge. And there are multiple murals. Dan Thompson, the Waukesha police chief, he spent nearly 30 years at MPD, has been the chief in Waukesha there for a few more, a few years now. He was on with Ski Scafidi last week on WTMJ Now, talking about how proud he is of the resiliency of everyone involved. I'm very proud of the resiliency of this community. I'm very proud of the resiliency of our first responders. But that doesn't mean that we're still not hurt. We're still not affected by it. But what we're doing is... That instance is not defining us. What it did is demonstrate the character and refines our resiliency and strength on not letting that incident bring us down, but actually bring us closer together. And it really seems to have done so. So now, two years today... And this afternoon, there's going to be a, a really unique, interesting memorial dedication at 439. Yeah, what does this look like? Uh, it's very interesting. It's a heart, and there's some components to it. It looks like there's a ribbon tied together to it. There's some concrete to show the foundation of the city. And it's at the Five Points intersection right in downtown Waukesha. You can see it right now if you drive through there. They're going to have this dedication there. Uh, Scathane project manager, Beth Daniel, she played a role in this memorial creation, and uh, she spoke with Sandy Max, and you're going to hear that on What's on Tap tonight at 6. And here's a little bit of what she has said about what they're looking for f- with this memorial. The concrete is the strength and the stability of the community. It's the foundation, and the ribbons are the binding that ties it all together. It represents life. It represents the future, and it is a reminder of all that happened and the glass is the piece that, that lights up and tells the story and gives hope. So that is the Hart Memorial 439. They will stand together and dedicate that Main Street Parade Memorial. Again, that's at the Five Points intersection in downtown Waukesha. They're around Main Street, I think like around 279, 279 West Main Street, I think is the address there. Uh, so they'll have an event there. Plus, they're also putting together a memorial at the uh, at Greedy Park. So there's some also some events that are taking place tonight for that as well. So stand proud again tonight, Waksha. Very proud of everyone involved as they continue to move forward and to grow and to heal from that event two years ago. How about them Bucks, Badgers, and Golden Eagles? Much more in sports at six forty-five. So when you're looking to adopt a dog, does jerk make the top of your list of qualities? <laughs> so when I read the summary about the pup, it'll yep. say jerk. He's a jerk. Okay, so Eddie is a one-year-old, little tiny 17-pound mix. Okay. And a shelter in Texas described him as a jerk and saying, we want Eddie out of here because he scares the bigger dogs. <laughs> Eddie is an expletive, according to the post, along with the poop emoji. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Eddie hates other dogs. He would likely have a Bronx accent if he could speak and would make the perfect partner in a bar fight. How how quickly before Eddie is adopted, do you think, after this now viral post? Just a few hours after the post went live. (laughs) A mom and her 15-year-old daughter decided this was the dog for them. So is Eddie really a jerk? That's what I want to know. Apparently, he doesn't get along with other dogs. Okay. Um, He chews on stuff. He won't be trained, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) He's okay with people, apparently, but 
he was getting into fights with the other dogs. They couldn't put him out in the yard because they had to pull him off the other dogs with people. He's okay. Yeah. He loves to play ball. He likes cookies. He'll crawl in your lap. So he seems sweet just as long as there aren't any other animals okay. around. Right. But he is still causing trouble. That's genius. I like this. <laughs> so they've had, he's gotten loose a couple times already and they've had to chase him out around the neighborhood. <laughs> Since he's been adopted. <laughs> Since he's been adopted. Um, I think the problem is he slips his collar, so now they ah. they have to get him a harness. He is only seventeen pounds, so he's, tiny. Yeah, little okay. little guy. He's adorable, but apparently he's fitting in great with the new family. What's well, a great strategy? We yeah. gotta tell the humane society that if they're ever struggling to get rid of one of their dogs, just say he's a jerk. Create a viral post. <laughs> yes. It was brilliant. It's Absolutely. Thanksgiving stereotypes. That story in 10 minutes. But first, Michelle Richards' big night last night on CBS. It's a delight to be back. And let me just share with you a couple of observations I've had since I've been in this facility. That's David Letterman. David Letterman returning to late night. My guest tonight certainly needs no introduction. Please welcome back to the Ed Sullivan Theater, Mr. David Letterman. So Letterman, of course, was on The Late Show for many, 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 many years, retired. Now he does some he does some interviews on Netflix from time to time. Got himself a big old shaggy beard. And he, I was just going to say he could, <laughs> oh, yeah. he could be Santa this Christmas. You know, he and could you're right. have a little side hustle. Kind of looked like Santa Claus a little bit. Talked about what he noticed that looks different around the studio. It's like a mall. It's unbelievable. It's like Rodeo Drive. We've, 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 we've fixed oh, it up a bit. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is television of the future. See, what, do you, what do you think of what we did to the place? I think it's delightful. It's And, and I was in the uh, dressing room. And by the way, the dressing room is nicer than the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. I'll be here through Christmas. So, look, he, he looked... He looked a little bit older, I would say. It seemed like he enjoyed his time there, coming back to the old stomping grounds. I'm always amazed at the physical changes. I mean, it just seems... <laughs> what does that People mean? age. Well, they just, they're, they're out of the spotlight for however many years, and then you see him again, and you're like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while, old friend. So you, you think he looked old, is what you're saying. Er. Older. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which yeah. is totally normal. I, I don't know why I'm surprised. Maybe, no reason for that. So you think maybe he doesn't get the, uh, the treatment... That like he used to get, like the hair dye or the, the tightening of the face? That's a great question. I, I don't know. Hmm. Well, David Letterman back for one night only on Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Sports in a minute at 644. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Giannis scored 42, Damian Lillard added 22, and the Milwaukee Bucks won their fifth straight game on Monday night, beating the Wizards by a final score of 142 to 129. The 10-4 Milwaukee Bucks will have an off day today before they play in Boston on Wednesday night. The Philadelphia Eagles shut out the Chiefs in the second half as they go on for the 21-17 win on Monday night football with the win the Eagles improving to 9-1 on their season. And lastly, in college hoops throughout the state of Wisconsin, number 4-ranked Marquette beating UCLA 71-69, and the Badgers knocking off Virginia by a final of 65 to 41. It's time for extra points. A sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. 
It wasn't that long ago that a majority of Packers fans this past spring were ready to move on from number 12 and embrace the new era of Jordan Love. Fast forward to today, and now, for the most part, that majority seems to want to criticize the first-year starter for every single throw he makes. Whether it's his fault or not, literally every throw he makes is under some sort of weird, odd, and just unnecessary microscope. If you decide to do that as much as I'll disagree with you, there are also times when you need to step aside and acknowledge the good. And when he plays to the level of your expectations, and on Sunday afternoon, he did just that. It's perfectly okay for you to swallow your pride and give him the pat on the back for a job well done. I won't buy who or what defense he played as the reason why he was successful. He made plays over and over again. Simple as that. He's made big-time throws with big-time completions and final-minute drives that have led to multiple wins. In case you didn't notice that, that was plural. Multiple wins. If you refuse to give him credit for his play on Sunday and accomplishing something Rodgers could not do in 2022, then you have a you problem. Jordan Love has progressed. Simple as that. Look, has he missed some throws? Sure. Has he left more to be desired at times? Also sure. Has every miss also been his fault? No, not one bit. But at the end of the day, Love has shown you and I exactly what we all signed up for in April. Progress. Nothing more, nothing less. In the words of the great Rashawn Gary, stop playing with that man. Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince is on his way to New York. Eric Bilstead along with Michelle Richards. A new survey of uh, nearly 600 people found that there was little difference between reported levels of involvement of women or men in tasks associated with preparing for and hosting Thanksgiving. So we all have uh, our, our role to play, our food to make. Just Thanksgiving, though. This is this not is just all for Thanksgiving. Okay. Joining us now on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is the Journal Sentinel's Lori Nickel. Lori, what role do you play in the uh, Thanksgiving uh, Day festivities? Every Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's can you bring the fruit salad? Can you just cut up fruit? Like, that's how bad of a cook I am, and that's how bad everybody knows. So I'm the kind of person where um, if the smoke detector goes off, you know dinner's ready. So (laughs) I just hate cooking. I'm tired of it. I want to know where my people are. Like, there's so much pressure this time of year. This is not my thing. I'm not cooking this year. I'm going to go to, like, five stores today to buy food that Sendix prepared and public market in Milwaukee. And no, sorry. So do you feel guilty about that or no? I feel terrible about that. My <laughs> youngest son is a chef. He learned how to cook during the pandemic when he binge watched, you know, Bobby Flay's cooking shows. And he just told me a week ago in Madison, you know, he's a college student. He's like, you know, I'm the only one of all my friends who doesn't have his mom bring him home cooked food. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And it's not even, th- I don't, there's got to be other women like me. I, I don't want to. I talk am. About I burn food. water. Debbie burns Same. water. Yep. <laughs> really? I have really, this is a family store. Really? Are yes. we related? Oh my God. I, <laughs> I, I'm on pan- pumpkin pie duty. I got to go out and buy it. <laughs> that works. I burned the water so bad that the um, the the nonstick stuff like bubbled up from the bottom and created all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Wow, this is fascinating. Yeah. Wait, I want to back no. it up a little bit. How come your son is not making the meal if he's a chef? Right. He, right. So he well he 
he will when he, I don't know. I just he he's teasing me, but I that hit such a nerve. You guys, today I would be in Green Bay covering Jordan Love and doing Packer stuff for the big and instead I took a vacation day just so I could get food for this 19-year-old kid so that I could be a worthy mother. Like, this has been traumatic for me. He is an amazing cook. I blame him for part of my weight gain over the pandemic. But um, I, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't. I've tried to cook. I, nobody can talk to me. I can't multitask. I just, and it's awful. So why, I can't even cook in an air fryer. I did bake cod in my air fryer yesterday, and somehow I ruined that. I think you're not supposed to put it in when it's frozen. So anyway, if, <laughs> I, I just need to find my people. There's got to be other women out there who don't, who aren't into this. Like, give me football, give me a turkey trot. Give me a nap and some family games. Yeah. It's good. Like, why do I have to worry about food? So I have to admit, I don't know what's better. Is it is it better to not know how to cook and just say, hey, hey look, I, I'm, I'm bringing nothing but maybe some flowers? Or is it better if you think you know how to cook and you're just making <laughs> bad food? Oh, my gosh. Grandma, my grandma, Nico, literally the cigarette ashes would fall into the mashed potatoes <laughs> while we were there. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah. Gives that extra flavor. No. I, I clean. So look, I will clean, but I don't even want to do that. It's Thanksgiving. It's my holiday too. Like, I don't want to do all this work. We're going out for Italian on Thanksgiving day. We found one of the few reservations in the entire city. And that that was my suggestion. I'm like, can we just do something different? (laughs) I am fully on board with that. I don't, I'm one of those people that eh, I could go either way on the turkey. Like, really? Yeah. And, and, well, and we celebrate twice, too. So it's like I already I had a Thanksgiving meal last weekend. We're going to have another one. Ah. We got leftovers, and now we're going to have more leftovers. And it's like, okay, enough. Ah, but that's the best part, the leftovers. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I have a list now. I have to go get the lobster mac and cheese down at Milwaukee Public Market. I have to get the turkey and gravy at Festival of Foods. I have to get the bakery from Sendix. Like, it's a whole mission. And it's just because I feel so guilty that I'm being just like, I feel bad that I'm being judged for this, and um, but I'm not bad enough, apparently, to go take some cooking lessons. <laughs> or, you know, the Journal Sentinel does entire sections about cooking and recipes, and every time I look at that, I'm like, I don't even know where to find those ingredients. I don't know how women do this. I don't, I, I, I don't fit in with my, my mother-in-law, sisters-in-laws, aunts, cousins. Do they talk about food, like, weeks in advance, and I'm just like, uh, can we talk about international wars or anything would be better than this. I just can't. I can't. It's Sorry. okay. It's okay, Lori. Oh, be great. kind to yourself. It's okay. Well, is it bad that I don't feel guilty when I show up with nothing at the at the dinner and just sit just down? Just an and, empty stomach. And compl- yeah, and compliment the food. Is I that know. is that bad of no, me? No, apparently... Apparently, I need to send you home like three pounds heavier four days later back to college. Like, that's my job, really. So I'm going to do the best I can. I hope public market is open in 20 minutes because I'll be down there. Fantastic. Journal Sentinel's Lori Nickel. Lori, you just made us all feel better. Thank you for making the rest of us feel better. Great. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a wonderful one. You too. Uh, Lori Nickel on the Tri-County Contracted Outline from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. It's 6.57. See, it is possible to burn water. I didn't realize that.